0: All right, hello, I am going to kind of explain what it's like to get through your first year of student teaching. I just recently finished my senior year and I think I know a thing or two that might help you. Um, I think I'm first going to explain a little bit about like what to expect for your first year and like how to maybe make it a little bit better. And then I'm gonna kind of get into edTPA and try to clear up some, (laughs) clear up some things about it because I think a lot of people, at least I was very confused about it and what it was beforehand. Um, So to start, I think I'll just talk about the PD days, like professional development. In our program, you're required to go to these and what it is is about a week or two before school starts, the whole school comes together and they it's kind of like a little pump up to get uh, everybody ready for the next school year. And they kind of go over like all the new things that are happening within the school and in the district. And then they break up into like your teams of like English teachers and like 10th grade. And then they kind of go over the like the real nitty gritty of it. Um, I think this is a great time to talk with the other teachers in your school, really make some connections, get to know the principal, kind of understand the culture of the school that you're teaching in. Um, I wish I would have done this more. I think I would have had a bit of a smoother year if I had reached out to the other teachers around me and kind of gotten to know them. Because, like, I mean, they know the school better than anybody else. So it's really, it just makes sense. Because you want to have somebody other than your mentor to be able to talk to and lean on. Um, that being said, I'm going to move on to mentors. Mentors. I think the most important thing about having a mentor teacher is that you need to listen to them. It sounds, like, very basic, but they're there to help you, and they know a thing or two about teaching. And that's why they're there to help you, not to make you feel stupid about what you're doing. Like, they're really awesome people. They're there because they want to be there. Um, They really give you these mentors for a reason there's a reason like they specifically place you with somebody because they know this mentor has something they can give to you they have something that you need to learn and I wish this is something that I would have realized earlier on because in the beginning of my student teaching I remember thinking oh my god my mentor and I are so different like this is not going to work I'm a very soft-spoken laid-back person where is she Is just very strict and stern, and she can quiet a classroom in a second. Whereas I struggle with that, and I think that's why they did that for me. I think she really taught me a lot on how to hold my own and how to really kind of take control of the classroom, which is something I'm still struggling with. But I think that's something everybody was going to struggle with. Um, Classroom management. uh, They everybody always talks about how it's something that you learn over time it's not something you can just like it's not a skill you just can learn overnight um it's something I struggled with all year long but my advice would be about my advice about classroom management would be to be like just take the class by the horns right away you can always lighten up whereas I was super like oh like I'm, like, the nice teacher, it's fine, like, it's okay, guys, like, I don't care how many people go to the bathroom, like, no, do not do that, do not be like me, no, you can always lighten up, but if you are, like, super lenient in the beginning, they are going to take, take advantage of that, like, oh my god, I just can't even explain this enough, (laughs) um, Because you can always lighten up with them and you can always show that you are cool, you are the nice teacher, but you need to have those strict rules in place in the beginning or else you can never go back to it. That is such a hard lesson I learned. (laughs) Um, Okay, so those are just some basic things I kind of learned throughout the year. Obviously, there's so many other things I learned, but those are just like the basic ones I think everybody should know. Um, now I kind of want to get into EdTPA because I think I felt the most anxious about it because I never really knew what it was until they were just like, okay, we're starting EdTPA tomorrow. And I was just like, I don't know what that is. And <laughs> so I'm just going to kind of explain what it is. Sorry, I just dropped my phone. Okay, so basically EdTPA is you are teaching a lesson to your class. And then you have to explain to the state why this is a good lesson and why you are qualified to become a teacher. And they have this broken down into three tasks that you need to complete. Okay, so you start with task one. Everyone tells you that task one is the hardest, but I think I would argue with that a little bit. But we'll get into that later. Um, So this is what is done before you record your lesson or at least you should be, <laughs> at least it should be done before you record your lesson. So you write up your lesson plan and you basically go through like this six-page paper and ask you all asks you all of these questions about the lesson and what standards you're using, what teaching philosophy you're using and just basically a whole lot of bull pucky. I don't know if I'm allowed to swear on this, but you know what I mean. Um <laughs> um but it's like what it comes down to why this lesson is good enough to be taught to students um it forces you to think about a lot of things that kind of come naturally to you as a teacher um and if you're sitting here listening to this thinking well nothing comes naturally to me as a teacher just wait by the time a tpa comes around it's all going to come to you naturally like I think that's something I also kind of freaked out about in the beginning of the year. It was just like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to do this. But student teaching just takes you from zero to 100 real fast. (laughs) Um, So then once you've got your lesson plan down, you've written all of your task one, uh, you've got all that straightened out, this is where you start the recording process. Um, This is difficult you need to make sure you have an actual like good recording and you need to, you're going to be recording your lesson over three to five days or what it should be. Um, task two is probably the quickest part of all of ed TPA, but I think it was the most frustrating part because what you do is you choose two clips from over the course of your lesson that show you interacting with your students, how you teach and how your students react to you and your lesson. Um, it's kind of hard because it oh, you can only show 10 minutes of your classroom and it can't be edited. Like it has to be 10 straight minutes. And what they're asking is to see the perfect classroom. And guess what? That doesn't exist. So <laughs> it's just a lot of stretching. I'm You can't lie about anything straight up because it's on recording, but... I'm just gonna tell you this. You will be certified in yoga with the amount of stretching the truth you might be doing to make your clips meet what they're asking for. Cause some of the stuff is ridiculous. And that makes it sound kind of bad. And like, I know, like, I promise you're a good teacher and you're doing all of these things, but it's not always gonna fit into this 10 minute video that they're asking for. Frankly, I think it's a little bit ridiculous, but who am I to say that? (laughs) Okay, so then let's move on to task three. Everyone always said task three was the easiest part, but I think I have to kindly disagree with that statement, Um, not because it's difficult, but because it is very tedious and you're going to be burned out, um, but you just need to keep up with it. I think the biggest thing was you need to like space out your ed tpa if you try to do all of it in a week which I know some girls that did it and were running around like a chicken with their head cut off um so this task three of ed tpa is where you show students work from your lesson and you kind of like analyze the data from them and you talk about how you can improve things how you can help the like gifted students how you can like Just all those kind of things. Um, I think task three is where I got my lowest score from. And I think it's because I was pulling like a Hail Mary and I did all of task three two days before it was due. And let me tell you one thing. Do not be like me. Take your time with it. Don't let anxiety get the best of you. Um, I think that was my biggest problem with all of this was that I was so anxious about edTPA that I pushed it to the side and I pushed it to the back for so long until I literally could not wait around anymore. And I think that showed in my scores. Granted, I passed. I did everything. I I was fine. But I think it caused a lot of unnecessary stress. So just when (laughs) when the program tells you to start working on edTPA please actually start doing it. I think I pushed mine off for about three weeks. So do not be like me. (laughs) Um, I'm just going to finish up this podcast by saying um, I know that it's a super stressful year and you're going to experience a lot of imposter syndrome. If you don't know what that is, that's like... As a teacher, you're going to feel like you're a teacher, but you feel like maybe you're not actually, like you're just posing as one. I don't know. Look at a you're going to experience it. I know it. Um, You might want to drop out at some point. I know I did, or at least switch majors to something that actually pays during their internship. Um, But just keep your head up. Try to soak in as much as you can while you have the chance to learn directly from a mentor. Um, We have some really awesome mentors in our program. And yeah, I just wish you the best of luck with your senior year.